0: This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotelli's. I am Marco.
1: And I'm Tony.
0: Yet another Wednesday, yet another episode. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, husband.
1: I'm sure all of our listeners are very eager to hear your report on (laughs) Valentine's Day.
0: (laughs) Yes, well... Good Wednesday to everyone, and uh, hello. Yes, uh, so Valentine's Day happened. It was fun. We had a very good time, right? We sure did. So we decided this year to celebrate Valentine's the day before, which was great. Uh, So we went to an amazing... I love Filipino food. So my dear sweet husband booked reservations at a really great Filipino restaurant on the Lower East Side. Uh, which was great. We had really, really fun food and great conversation, and it was a great time. Uh, so that was a good time, and we did that. And then later, you ended up, it was later in the week, so on Saturday. Well, before you jump ahead, don't
1: forget, then I did what you said you really wanted. And I did the laundry. Ooh.
0: <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that because that was a whole thing. But, um, but, you said you wanted the laundry done. The laundry got done. I wanted the laundry done the correct way. <laughs> <laughs> you never said that. You said romance is do the laundry. Oh you didn't gosh. say do it right. <laughs> So yes, you did the laundry. Um but then on Saturday you surprised me by booking another massage. I did it. Which is always the quickest way to my heart. <laughs> I like uh getting massaged, so that is great. So it was good. It was a decent massage. I well, Honestly. and you had been you had been working so hard and you
1: had been complaining about how you were feeling and this was like a couples massage with aromatherapy and I don't know about you, but that lady jumped up on the table and was like all over me.
0: No, bitch was she got she did she did a real good job with my back. She and it's so funny because I like really tough massages. So she literally beat my back up, which I was completely okay with. Um, But as I was telling you, my issue was that she, like, was all over the place. Like, there was no method to her massage. So she would, like, massage my neck at one point, and then at another point, she would, like, be down at my feet. Like, it was just, like, all over the place. But all in all, it was a fantastic Valentine's Day, and I thank you very, very, very much uh, for it. You are a very, very sweet and special husband, and so I thank you for that. And
1: my sweetie did something that I've never seen before, never had the experience of, and he had something sent to my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've never had that happen before. So there were, there was a beautiful bouquet of chocolate-covered strawberries, uh, which I shared with the office, but I've never had to have that... What would you call it? It's not a walk of shame, a, a walk of, I don't know, fame? Yeah, uh, there you go. Where you have, you know, that embarrassing bouquet or whatever, and there's the balloon attached, and everyone's looking at you. Uh, which is fine. I have a wonderful office, uh, and I love everyone there. So it was it was cute to you know have that walk, but also to share with everyone. Um, so that was uh, that was quite nice and unique.
0: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. Good. Um, well, sweet. Well, we're going to hop right into our hashtag Gay Relationship Goals. Um, as a reminder, every week Tony and I will highlight a great couple within the community as our hashtag Gay Relationship Goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity to the gay relationship narrative. If you and or your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, please tag us on some of your great couples pictures um, on Instagram and we will take a look. Our handle is at pod relationship and that's on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. So this week, we are highlighting a couple that I've been following just, uh, I would say, towards the end of last year, Um, but it's a great interracial couple that is actually here in New York, Um, and they are Rob and Misha. I'm a huge fan of this couple, again, as a interracial couple, Um, It's great to see other great gay interracial couples that are out there as well that are doing healthy relationships the right way. Um, But I was super fascinated by them um, for a couple reasons. One, I I believe they have a YouTube channel where they do kind of things, but they definitely put out like these great like in bed with Rob and Misha videos where they like talk about different topics and things like that that I thought was really cool. Um, but in addition to that They do a lot They just love each other so much I mean they take all these pictures together They have a, a couple's Instagram picture Which is like the dictionary definition Of like cute gay couple things <laughs> um, So I think that that's like amazing But then in addition to that They um, they put out some really great commentary And I just want to talk about One of the topics that they had put out um, Rob Who is the black man In the couple which doesn't I, like, I, I feel, like, disgusting for even having to point that out. But um, Rob had commented on a picture that he and Misha had taken. Um, and some bitch on Instagram decided to comment and say, um, I think white man happy with black dick. So Rob took it upon himself to comment a little bit on this. Um, and I'm not going to read the entire thing. Um, But there are like certain segments of it that I think are amazing. But uh, he starts with saying, if you haven't noticed on gay Instagram, there aren't too many images of black men being loved, affirmed and supported in relationships, let alone marriages. That is one of the reasons we started this account. Too, uh, Too far, too many people that see photos of me and Misha. He is a human being and I am nothing but a walking black cock. There is no way that Misha could want to be with me because I'm funny or handsome or (coughs) educated or successful. Of course not. It must be what's between my legs. Um, So I wanted to point that out within itself because I think it's like super interesting because uh, we've talked about this on the mashup episode with the fried bologna guys, but um, you know, all too often there's like a, fetishizing that takes place when uh, an interracial couple gets together with one another. You know, if you're with an Asian guy, it must be because you know, you're fulfilling an Asian fantasy or there's no reason why you would want to be with a black guy other than the fact that black guys are known to have big dicks. Right. That's like the only thing that happens. Um, But for those of us who are in interracial relationships, we've never seen it that way we've just always seen the person and that is the beginning and the end of it um and one of the things i love about rob and misha is that they love each other not because of the color of their skin but because they genuinely love one another um if you see all of the amazing pictures on their instagram account um Misha and his amazing white cape that he wore to their wedding, (laughs) which I love. I live for it. Um, And then the fact that they are just so in love and just care so much for one another. Um, So if you guys are interested in following Rob and Misha, they are literally Rob and Misha, M I S H A on Instagram. Um, So definitely take a look at them because they are, they are our hashtag gay relationship goals. Um, and the guys from Relationship are huge fans of you guys and your relationship. So um, we are going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode.
1: Hey, y'all. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your life. If you love Relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Relationship. For even more content and information. If you have any relationship questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. We will read your questions on the air, share our thoughts and offer guidance based on our experiences. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play or Stitcher. If you're a fan of the show, leave us a five star rating and give us a great review. Your support is much appreciated. On behalf of Marco and myself, I want to sincerely thank you for listening. And now, back to the show.
0: And we are back. (laughs) So today, um, we're talking about the culture, gay culture. It's kind of an interesting topic. It's interesting for a couple of reasons one i i we as a married couple have kind of been a little bit disconnected from the goings-on of gay culture at this point like we're not that immersed in the culture um but i do think that there is kind of a consistent narrative that has kind of gone on for an extended period of time about gay culture and Uh, what society itself like sees of gay culture so we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, gay culture and uh, I think what everyday people are kind of witnessing within gay culture and then what the gays are witnessing within gay culture too Hmm. it's kind of interesting do you have any thoughts well I think um, first Hmm. of all I think it's
1: not that you and I are not involved um, in gay culture I think that as a normal part of like healthy identity growth, development, whatever, um, that you really focus on that piece, right? So your gay self, what that means, your community, all that. And then I think you integrate it into the wholeness of your being. And I think that's where you and I are. I think that the, the gay part of our lives is so ingrained in or, or just naturally enmeshed in the fabric of our everyday lives That maybe it's not at the forefront so much, but it's definitely like it's in the foundation. You know, we have the gay friends that we see, we have the gay events that we go to, but we also have all the other things that we do. So I think it's not that we're not there, I think it's just that it's, you know, it's not the focus anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, let's talk about a couple of things that uh, we've recognized and part of, like, that make up gay culture within itself. You know, there are, there's kind of a, uh, I don't know, I think gay people are seen, there's a couple of things that when you become a gay person, like, you kind of see within the community, right? Um, The gym, nice bodies. There was a point in time when, like, hairless buff bodies were (laughs) part of gay culture, and what people wanted and saw and aesthetically is, is, was a thing within gay culture, right?
1: Well, yeah, and as, as we've said, like, you know, some
0: of this stuff, you have
1: to know sort of the history of it. I mean, that all came about in direct response to everyone getting sick and dying from AIDS. And so the idea was that you are healthy, you are masculine, you are fighting, you are, you know, virile. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of it came from. And then, of course, just the, the aesthetic of the, the times. Right. Um but no, you're right. There is a huge focus on image, especially like the physical image, the body makeup. And whether that is, you know, the, the buff gym body or it's just the, you know, really um sort of tone or wraith or like uh, you know You mean um, twinks. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um and so I think that there is I think there is like this focus seriously on the the physical presentation. Um for sure. I think there's also the focus on, um, like, this whole, I don't know, like, no responsibility, total disposable income, live outside of your means, achieve this image that's being truly marketed. Oh, you're um, talking about fashion.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but
0: that's a thing, too, you know, like... Uh, Gay people are known to be literally living outside of their means. Like Mm -hmm. you know, all gay people have the best and the most amazing of wardrobes and the best haircuts and you know all of the ends on amazing uh, guys' makeup. You know the makeup that. you can't really tell his makeup, but we all know his makeup, but then at the same time, do they wear makeup? We're not really, really sure at the same time. Uh, you know, those things, like, all happen. It's it's all very image-based, right? Everybody has the best shoes, the best bags, the best clothes, the greatest hair. Like, you know, everyone looks and is, is put together in the most incredible ways, whether it's via Instagram or in person, right?
1: Yeah, or in magazines or on TV. I mean, it's it's kind of everywhere. And, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that culture. There's Of course, there's nothing wrong with being healthy or physically fit. Um, if, you know, fitness is like your thing, there's nothing wrong with being extremely buff. Like, that's all fine. Um, but again, the idea here is to add more to that conversation. So just because you see those images, just because you see that magazines that are gay or gay friendly have a lot of product in them, like that doesn't mean that that's the only piece of the culture. Um, and not not everyone lives in New York like we do, where you can see a huge, diverse, thriving gay culture. You know, I know growing up, I, I grew up in um, the, this part of my life, I was in North Carolina, I was in a very mountainous, uh, I called it the buckle of the Bible Belt, um, and the only gay thing I could go to was about an hour and a half away. Um, and, you know, it was always the buff uh, boys, the twinks, and the drag queens. And that was all of gay culture to me. Um, and, you know, now living in New York, I know that being gay can mean so many other things. It doesn't just mean that you like someone that's the same um, sex as you or the same gender. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that. It means that um, it's just one part of a, of a whole spectrum You know, a myriad of things that define you. And that's been one of my favorite things about living here is learning that there are gay nerds, you know, like me. Uh, You know, we can talk about anime and we can talk about video games and we can talk about science and we can talk about, um, you know, great food and, you know, and that's all okay and yes we're all going to go to Nintendo World and we're going to have a great time and you know but also we'll go hiking and camping and you know so it's just nice to see that there's so much more and i think for me that was you know i i don't lament any of my life up to this point like i think it made me the person that i am and i, I happen to like the person that i am but i do um i do see what a great value it would have had if i had known that the culture was so much more than i thought it was And that I could have had all of that way sooner.
0: Well, because it's kind of scary. It's very very scary because I remember well, I remember trying to come to terms with being gay and dating and things like that and, you know, you go to your first gay bars and things like that and there tends to be, I would say predominantly more queenie of gay guys that exist in that space Uh, again, nothing wrong with that, because I have quite a few queens that are friends of mine. Um Not when you get queenie from time to time. <laughs> well, I think we all do. Right? <laughs> um, but I remember having a really difficult time because for me, being gay meant that I was attracted to men. And anybody who knows my husband knows that there is an immense amount of masculinity that kind of comes from you, so much so to the point where people often have zero knowledge of the fact that you are a gay man. Hmm. Um, And that is generally what I'm attracted to. Like, I like masculine men for the most part. And you're not necessarily, like, overtly masculine or anything of the sort, but you are literally a salt-of-the-earth masculine gay man. And for me... Uh, You know, it was really challenging because when it came time to like start dating and like finding guys and things like that, like even little things like, you know, feminine mannerisms and things like that were always slightly a bit of a turnoff for me because that is just not what I was attracted to. And so um, when it came time to to date and like meet guys and things like I found myself being like uber particular and very judgmental about all of those things granted i managed to evolve behind all of it and and you know ended up finding a way to like get past all of that because again the older you get i will tell you right now the older you get the more you witness them you know and things like that the more you live life the more you will understand what life looks like outside of the bubble that you put yourself in or right. that you have within yourself um but i you know i ended up figuring out that like oh my god like these people are great or there's something that's attractive I'm more attracted to this person's mind and less about all of those other things and and it ended up making sense for me but you know culture gay culture often tells us that we are supposed to again go to the gym five days a week um, you know not eat carbs and uh, or sugars or anything of the sort And we're supposed to work out and we're supposed to look like this and we're supposed to be quaffed and put together and things like that. And look, I'm guilty of it to a certain extent. Anybody who knows me knows that I do take a lot of pride in my appearance. Um, And so, uh, but I don't know that that, for me, I don't know that that is so much dependent upon gay culture as it is kind of how I was brought up my mom and dad (laughs) always made sure that my brother and I were put together black men and that Mm -hmm. was kind of what it was really for us they didn't necessarily want us to have um issues within society as being judged as stereotypical black people because that would always cause problems in certain situations so we were always put together because of that situation but then you get into gay culture and there's always an element of like needing to do it to the nth power because now you have to be more quaffed now you have to be more put together now you have to be more extra than you would before because gay culture can kind of be a little bit mean girlish yeah yeah um You know, that's, I think you brought this
1: point up some time ago, and I I think it's so true and it's so interesting, is, you know, you go your whole life feeling judged and scared and less than, and your self-esteem is just in the the gutter, and you go into gay culture in in a lot of instances, and you are met with judgment and low self-esteem and your image being in the gutter, and, you know, it's not the welcoming uh, thing Now, I, I think that's changing, and I think, too, it depends on what resources you have access to. Like, again, if I was here uh, in New York when I was growing up, coming out, whatever, um, you know, I think the center and places like that, I think that I would have had a very different experience. But, again, I had one place that was an hour and a half away. It was a bar, and it happened to be a bar that let people that were 18 into it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and so there's, there's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a you know, it was a fun place. But there's really a a certain type of exposure that occurs there and a a very narrow lens that you can see your community through. And because there were no other socially responsible events or, or things
0: like that to go to, it literally was
1: Friday or Saturday night at the club and that was it.
0: Well, I mean, and then this is where all of the subcultures come into play, right? So you've got your bears, and you've got your otters, and you've got your twinks, and you've got your zaddies, and all of these things like that that take place. And and so now gay culture has, like, literally segregated everyone a little bit more, and you're kind of defined by what you're... What you identify physically as which is like kind right. of crazy and so it's it's so funny because i mean i'm a am thin anyone who knows me i'm a fairly thin uh, guy and so f- for the longest time i was identified as a twink but then being black is also another subculture within gay community too because that like that is within itself so then you're oh, like on the fashion as well and then you're fat and so then there's like a black Gay twink Kind of scenario that takes place And like all of those things within themselves Like just literally uh, The point that I'm trying to make behind all of this Is it all becomes very isolating You literally, gay people Literally will spend so much time Trying to figure out which subculture They have to fit into And if you can't necessarily See it right away You end up having a really 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 hard time Figuring out who you are as a person because it is, uh, because you have to check off so many boxes to be identified within gay culture. And let me tell you, this is my personal PSA within it you are not alone. That's my Michael Jackson moment right there. (laughs) Um, You're not alone within gay gay culture. There are definitely people within the culture that will identify literally the same way that you do and understand that. Um, It may take you a little bit of time to find those people, but they do exist. Um, And again, gay culture within itself can be a little bit scary initially, and it does make it very, very, very challenging I mean, yet yeah, like you know step out of one home and try to walk into the next it makes it very very difficult to be accepted initially but give it a little bit of time give it that good old college try and I <laughs> promise that you will find your tribe you will find them and they will exist in some capacity and maybe they will not be identified within normal gay culture standards but they do exist. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, you guys have all got to meet Steve already, but one of the things that we love about Steve is that he kind of flips within multiple cultures within gay subcultures, right? He's a gamer. So he loves gay culture. He's black. So there's like an element of that culture that exists within him too. He's kind of fashion, you know, so he kind of has that whole thing going on within there and things like that. And he loves pop culture and things like that. So he can kind of float And that's what makes him, that's why we've been close to him is because you and Steve can hang out and have such a good, nerdy, geeky, like super fun gamer time. But at the same time, Steve and I will hang out and we will talk about Beyonce and we'll go to dance clubs and we'll have a really good time. But then we can also all hang out and have a really good, deep, meaningful conversation about life and our goals in life and where we're going next and what we plan on doing with things, and it all makes it make sense. So you just have to put in a little bit of effort, and then you end up finding it. That's how I feel about you know my friend Dwayne in Florida, and that's how I feel about other friends that I've made within gay society. I don't know if that's a thing, but um, it, it just takes time. But the culture within itself can seem a little bit scary, but understand that it is, it is, it is not.
1: Yeah, no, it really, it, it isn't. It is intimidating, it is overwhelming. You know, you are exploring a side of yourself that you may not know, um, and that puts you in a vulnerable position to begin with. Um, and so, and you you really are um, focusing on an area of your life that doesn't have support when you're first entering the culture. So, of course, you are going to feel isolated, alone, vulnerable, confused. Did you ever feel um, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? absolutely. Oh, my Why? gosh. Why? Yeah. Um, no one I knew I, I there was no one I could talk to about this that that knew and could relate. Um, You know and you know the members of my family that I lived with at the time um, When I was you know sort of struggling with this they did their very best and they were wonderful and supportive And I'm so grateful to my mom and my brother for the way they you know sort of helped me with this And you know my mom let me have um, you know a guy over which was like unheard of my brother uh, You know told me he would love me no matter what it was very important uh, for those things to happen um, but there was there was literally one other gay person that I knew in our town, and he was like almost fifty, and he was a waiter at a restaurant. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, we weren't friends. I was seventeen at the time. Um, you know, he was a, at least somewhere near fifty. Um, and not that that means we couldn't have been friends, but we just you know, we didn't have a whole lot in common. Um, and so yeah, and it was an hour and a half to get to anything, and it was only a taste, right? So you would go that hour and a half, and you would get a taste of it. Um, for a few hours one night and then you would go back and then it was six more days of not having it. Um, And even that was when I was like 18, 19, you know. So there was this whole time period where I didn't get to have that. Um, But I say all that because my point is that your village, your family, uh, you can build it. Um, Culture will change with time. Things fall in and out of favor. Things fall in and out of the forefront things are acceptable they're not they're explored they're in their infancy there's you know research behind it there's there's no words for it i mean this it all changes but what is timeless and true is you as a whole person and your values Mm -hmm. and if you hold that close and let that buoy yourself up above the muck and the mire of you know potentially depression that's sort of uh, you know, something you can experience with this isolation. If you just let your whole self keep you afloat you will find what you're looking for. I agree. I definitely
0: agree. That's awesome. Well, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that and um, you know, it's funny because I... <laughs> For me, I had a really hard time with gay culture initially because, and literally this was because the only reason why I never felt accepted, but it was because of my stature. I was thin. I was a thin person. And whenever you walk into a gay club, all of the guys dancing in the hoe boxes and on the bars and things like that are these muscular, oily white guys in underwear that, uh, have abs and pecs and arms. And that wasn't me. That wasn't my genetic makeup. And for the longest time, I, I was very, very self-conscious about my body because I was like, that's just not who I am. Like I, who is going to find me attractive if I don't look like that in my underwear? uh so I was I had a really really hard time initially with gay culture because I was like I don't look like that and people are going to know that right away and no one's going to like me and then living in Florida uh the thing that I got all the time was I'm not into black guys and I was like I just asked you if you what you were drinking like I wasn't trying to hit on you <laughs> kind of thing like, that. So, like whatever but um that was a thing uh so that was very interesting to me too so gay culture kind of uh kicked me down and then I finally got confident within myself and didn't give two shits about mm-hmm. what people thought about me and the second I did that is when I started Getting all of the attention that I mm. needed, and then I got told I was intimidating, which is a whole other story that we won't even get into. But <laughs> um, that within itself happened. So uh, it just goes to show that when you stop caring about what other people say, it's like stop literally have no fucks to give when it comes to a person's opinion of you. Then that's when you literally get to create your own narrative within gay culture. Um and that is when you are at your strongest. And that's what's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Claim your power. Absolutely.
1: Hey folks, it's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need a favor. Please stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review
0: relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast. And your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's blocked. (laughs) Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationship better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, so we are going to switch things up this week and introduce a segment that you'll hear from time to time. A segment that we are calling In Gay News. With so much happening in our world and with so many amazing gay figures at the forefront of these stories, in gay news, we'll touch on cultural, societal, and sometimes political issues as it affects the community. Um, if there is a topic that you'd like discussed, please email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. And uh, Tony and I will do our best to address these in future episodes. So the Olympics have been going on. Mm-hmm. And with the Olympics has been this like surge of uber gayness (laughs) (laughs) that has been absolutely incredible. It's kind of funny because I think everyone just naturally assumed that the Olympics had quite a bit of gayness going on. But I think this... Year the Olympics has, like, gayness on steroids. No puns intended, like, with that. <laughs> I'm not saying any gay person is on steroids in the Olympics. I'm just saying that it's kind of insane this year. It's kind of cool, though. Um, but there are three stories that I wanted to talk a little bit about um, that I think are kind of fun and, and will uh, make the Olympics a little bit more fun for us to talk about as well. And the first one I, I wanted to talk about was... The kiss heard around the world. (laughs) Yeah. So Gus Kenworthy, as everyone knows, is an Olympic skier. Um, He's absolutely incredible. He didn't place this year, which is a little bit sad. But um, this is his second time at the Olympics, I believe. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. Um, But what I wanted to talk about was the kiss between Gus Kenworthy and his boyfriend that was literally caught on national television (laughs) and has been causing quite a stir in uh, gay culture. I believe it was live, wasn't it? It was live, and it was an accident, actually, because from what I understand, according to Gus's... Uh, boyfriend who had zero his boyfriend's name is Matthew Wilkes um apparently they their goal wasn't for it to be caught on camera like they were just giving each other a kiss before Gus went to compete mm-hmm. and it just so happened that it got caught on camera um so this is kind of huge in a way that, is silly but then at the same time is like super duper important i mean gay men kissing on camera like on live national television the olympics which is like the biggest sports event worldwide um it was caught on camera what do you think about it
1: i mean there's only been a few um gay kisses uh on television um in america uh, most of them you know, like scripted Um, So this one definitely is important. I think it's also important that um, we're all talking about it, we're all seeing it, and it wasn't fabricated. I mean, I think that's quite nice. Um, It's very natural. uh, And it was live, so they
0: couldn't really edit it.
1: (laughs) Right, right, which
0: is awesome. Yeah. I think it's just so cool. I mean, you know, we know that gay men like to kiss one another. Um, and so I don't think it's like abnormal, but the fact that you know, we, we there's a lot going on in terms of like our political culture and the things that are happening with that, but uh, it's so amazing to see the strength that is a gay relationship and how it got like accidentally publicized on national TV, and there's nothing that can be done about it. It is there and it exists. Um, so suck it, <laughs> <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, So congratulations to Gus and Matthew. I think that they're phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, So the second topic I wanted to talk about, because this was huge gay news as well, um, but it's, it's kind of amazing because Tom Daly and his husband, Dustin Lance Black, announced that they're expecting their first child together it's so cool isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. so for those of you who don't know tom daly is a british olympic diver um and his husband is a is an academy award winning screenwriter dustin lance black and so um very i think it was the day before valentine's day the two of them very coyly just <laughs> just posted a picture of them together and holding up a sonogram. Ultrasound? Ultrasound, there you go. That's the <laughs> word I meant. Uh, an ultrasound um, of a baby. And that was their announcement. And neither of them have even interviewed or talked about it beyond that. They just literally put up the picture and that was it. It's and so I think cool. that's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been married for a year. I think. They, oh, wow. Yeah, a year. They got married May of last year. So it's like... And she's already knocked up, huh? She's already knocked <laughs> up. Shotgun wedding, clearly. Um, no, it's kind of cool, though, because, like, you know, I think they've only been together since 2013. I mean, not only, but they've been together since 2013. That's good. So that's a few years. They got married last year, and already they have gone about, like having children or having a child at least, which is cool. Um, And I just think it's so beautiful. Came in having babies. Like, can you think of anything better than that?
1: (laughs) No, I think it's wonderful. My only complaint is they're giving my husband baby
0: fever. (laughs) Uh, Your husband had baby fever way before Tom (laughs) Daly. So I'm I'm, I'm real good. But um, no, I just think it's super exciting and it's beautiful. And again, I just love that there is this... Gorgeous narrative that's being put out there. So Gus Kenworthy and his husband are kiss our boyfriend, I'm sorry, are kissing on national TV. So it's showing that love is love. And now Tom Daly is, you know, announcing with his husband that they're having babies. Like, so this narrative is getting put out there. So we're showing that gay people want families and that those things are important to us as well. Like, I think that that is incredible, too. Um,
1: I think the thing that that struck me the most. Um, I mean, this is this is all very important. But in in looking into this, I discovered a fun little fact, which is that there's been over a hundred um, gay Olympians. Uh, they may not have been out at the time that they were competing in the Olympics, but they subsequently came out. But that's not the interesting part to me. The interesting part is that over half of them have won medals. Yeah. Which is pretty darn cool.
0: Yeah, we're talented. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're good at what we do. (laughs) No, I just think it's beautiful. I think it's just absolutely amazing. And I'm so, so happy for them. I mean, I don't know them personally, but if y'all want to be friends, you can call us. Um, But I just think it's, like, incredible. I just love that that is happening. And I love that the world gets to be a part of it. Because now you get to see that, like, we just want... Normal, Like, we want families. Right. And we want life. And we want marriage. And we just want to coexist. That's it. That's all we wanted. And so, to love. And to love. And that's it. So I think it's good. Congratulations to them both. Um And I can't wait to see what happens next for them. Agreed. So the last story that I wanted to talk about, which I think deserves to be the last story because I think it's the most amazing story of all of them is <laughs> the force that is adam Rippon. <laughs> he has been uh, he, i think he's been dubbed america's sweetheart so much so that reese witherspoon has been tweeting at him oh <laughs> and they've like become <laughs> friends and like she loves him and he loves her for those of you who don't know adam Rippon is a figure skater and he so far has won a bronze medal for the USA team. And he is, like, amazing. Adam Rippon is best known for some of the amazing and hysterical quotes that he has been putting out uh, into the media, which is funny. Um, but then beyond that, he is Fucking talented. Yeah, he is. Oh my God, he is a beautiful figure skater. He's incredible. He's a beautiful man. And he's just so amazing. And the reason why I wanted to highlight this, for multiple reasons. One, Adam um, makes up a portion of these stories that I enjoy the most because he's showing uh, how to be himself. Right. And not care what the world has to say about it. He is doing Adam yep and that is it and I love that I love that that narrative can be put out there you know the world is hard and it's really hard for a gay person um but when you have the Adam Ripons, like when you have that person that you can idolize and see being themselves and being an individual it's kind of fucking cool right it is. it's pretty like great. it's so neat because you're like wait a minute <laughs> I can be that fabulous, too. Like, and figure skate. Like, that's kind of exciting. It's really neat. Um, I'm just a huge fan of Adam. Again, he has literally become friends with Britney Spears. Mm -hmm. Um, Reese Witherspoon, they are tweeting at him and, uh, making things absolutely fun for him. I did want to read a couple of Adam Ripon quotes because he has been killing me with all of the things that he has been saying in the media. Um... The first quote that I wanted to talk about was, um, so he was interviewed and asked about, like, what it's like being a gay athlete and is it, like, different than, you know, that of a straight athlete. And essentially, I'm paraphrasing at this point, but essentially what he said was... You know, no, it's no different than being a straight athlete. Like, we both work hard to get where we're going. It just so happens that we do it with really great brows. (laughs) I, like, he stole my heart with that one. Like, I just thought it was incredible. Um, So I think that that one was really cool. Um, There was another one that he said regarding, like... uh, Somebody said something regarding, like, who's your hero... Um, and he said, "I want to say my mom, but I think right now I'm going to say Reese Witherspoon because she has more Instagram followers than my mom does." <laughs> <laughs> like he's just, and he is—he cracks me up. And then he and Gus Kenworthy have become really, really good friends. Um, but the other reason why Adam Ripon has become my hero from the Olympics is because, as we know, the vice president um, has had some terrible views on gay people and gay culture and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he decided he wanted to go to the Olympics and Adam Rippon has been getting quite a bit of publicity and things like that. So in an effort to, um, I don't know, try to make for a really good public uh, scenario or try to get media to acknowledge the two of them as friends, Uh, Mike Pence decided that he was going to try to request a one-on-one meeting with Adam Rippon. Oh, how'd that go? So Adam Rippon declined. Good. (laughs) He declined, and he said that there's no reason for them to meet. There's absolutely no reason. He knows that Mike Pence has made it very clear about how he feels with gay people, about gay people, and... um, meeting with him would be completely counterproductive to the message that he would like to get across. And there's nothing that they have to talk about. He's not... In China right now, so that he can meet Mike Pinks. He's there so that he can compete in the Olympics.
1: Good for him.
0: You know, I have to wonder how many people have
1: declined to meet with this administration's leader. I don't think we can count that. (laughs) Is it over two hands yet? Uh, It's it's over
0: many hands. Um, Well, there's a whole football team, so that's two hands right there. (laughs) Exactly. So it's really cool. So Again, you know, Gus Kenworthy, Tom Daly, Adam Rippon, like we salute you all for this amazing gay narrative that you and your partners and even those of you who do not have partners are putting out there. Again, this positivity is exactly what relationship stands for. Um, and we really enjoy it. Um, and this narrative is is one that we should be putting out into the universe and that we want to make sure gets brought about consistently so again thank you all congratulations on an amazing job and um thank you for making for a great segment yeah thank (laughs) you and and
1: again congratulations on all your success and your goals it's uh it's impressive um
0: and uh, we can all look up to you absolutely so we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we've got some listener situations to talk about If you live in the New York City area and you're looking for more relationship content, join us for our monthly group meeting where we, and like-minded couples and singles within the community, will discuss relationship topics related to the podcast. Go to meetup.com and search for relationship and join. That's shit with an exclamation point instead of an I. Monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the group page, where you will have the opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue surrounding many important relationship topics and get the opportunity to connect and have fun with others within the community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting. All right, folks. Now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our very best to give y'all some guidance. So our first question um, is, I go to the gym alone.
1: Uh, Let's just say it's like Crunch or something. Uh, There are a lot of fit, attractive guys at the gym. In some cases, I need a spotter for free weights, especially. I'm intimidated, hesitant to ask for help because I feel like they'll assume I'm hitting on them or trying to get close to them. What should I do? It's <laughs> mm, a good question. thirsty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think it depends on your approach. Like you know, if you're just genuinely there working out and you just need a spot, like. It's totally fine to ask somebody for that, or if there's someone that you recognize that you see there all the time, you know, maybe say hey to them. Um, you know, maybe offer to spot them first. Tell them that you're usually there alone and that you want a spot
0: uh, as well. Yeah, I mean, I th- so I think that there are a couple of questions that need to be answered prior to answering this particular question. But so one of my questions is, what are you wearing? No, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. No, but I think it has uh, like I, I guess my first question would be, how are you presenting? A- and I know that that is a loaded question and it's actually a very shitty question to ask. But I think that there is a difference between like coming up and saying, hey. Do you mind coming and spotting me for a second? And then a queen coming up and being like, Hey girl, um, do you mind coming over and spotting me for a second? You have to understand that that may be somewhat off-putting to a regular uh, heterosexual guy that may be in the gym that is just lifting weights and doesn't have a lot of knowledge about gay culture or gay people. He may assume that that's going to happen and i'm not saying that gay people need to change the way that they present themselves not in public all. not like not one bit but i think that that is one of those things that if you're afraid of talking to somebody then maybe that's what it has a little bit more to do with does that make sense i don't know yeah, if that makes no sense. that makes sense and i and i have to wonder
1: like how comfortable are you in your gym in general you know if that is something that's a, an issue for you You know, do you not have a friend that you can work out with who can spot you? And if you don't, that's okay. But then maybe you should be going to a gym where you feel like you could make that friend.
0: Yeah. I, 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 my suggestion, uh, you know, to the writer that wrote this email would be, I, I would start trying to, if this is a common problem, if this is something that you find an issue with every time you go to the gym, I think it's time for you to start making a friend or finding a friend or somebody that you can go to the gym with. Stop going to the gym by yourself Um, So then that way you always have a person that's there to help spot you. So then that way you don't have to worry about the fear of talking to somebody. And you know what? I, I would honestly say that like try it once. And if you notice that you get a negative reaction behind it, then maybe that's your cue to not have to worry about it anymore. But if it works out for you, then by all means, try to do it every single time and then see what happens. I think a lot of people are afraid of rejection. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think I think so, too. And I think it might be more of that than anything else. But, you know, here's the reality is dudes are used to spotting other dudes at the gym. And it really is nothing more than that. It's to kind them. of it's erotic abnormal.
0: within itself anyways, right? I mean, having a guy's crotch. Well,
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you're into that. But for a lot of people, it's just it's just a thing you it have to do. Happening. It's for safety. And there you go. And back to your workout and have a good day. Like right, it's thanks. not a big yeah. deal. So I think you're projecting... A lot more onto it than they would experience themselves.
0: Right, right. Maybe it's just as simple as they're spotting you. Right. So, yeah, definitely keep us posted on what happens with that. Our next email is, uh, my boyfriend's laugh drives me crazy. I swear I never noticed it in the beginning, but now we are eight months in or so, and I don't know how to even address that. Who can just change their laugh? Yikes. <laughs> this is a hard one. I, You know, so here's my thing. <laughs> so, Tony has a very distinct laugh. And I don't know that I noticed it right away, but it wasn't until I had a friend point out your... It's a very, very hearty, deep belly laugh that I was like, oh, oh my gosh, you just laugh like that. And I don't find anything wrong with it, but it was one of those things that was like, oh, that didn't happen... And like I didn't recognize that initially, mm-hmm. um, and you know, here's my thing: if you're um, if you're in a relationship with a person, and something as minuscule as the way your partner laughs is something that gives you pause. I say break up with them because you are a shitty person. (laughs) I know it sounds terrible, but look, if you're going to be with somebody, you're going to be with them for all that they are. And something as small as their laugh, is if that is something that bothers you so much, then please let them go because there is somebody that is out there that will adore their laugh the way that they're supposed to. And uh, you're just not the person to care about that. And, and you should l- literally release them um, because they don't care. And I'm sorry, I know that's kind of harsh and, and rather bitchy of me to say. But at the end of the day, again, if you're going to literally pick apart something as small as a person's laugh, then you should really just do them a favor and break up with them so that somebody, again, somebody that loves the way that they laugh, could see it and and adore them and enjoy their laughter because I think that's more important
1: yeah and I mean my advice would be similar um you know but only in that uh you know maybe you would break up because you're not able to fully enjoy each other for all that you are and there's nothing wrong with you not liking that laugh you and I were out walking the other night and I was like oh my god did you hear that laugh so I get it I totally get it um but as you know as marco said you know you have to love the whole person um and that laugh's not going to change so if you can get over that um then you two can be together but if you can't you can't and that's just how it is but you're at eight months it's time to make a decision should
0: or get off the pot right you know because that's my thing is now it's their laugh maybe you know next month it's going to be the way they style their hair or the fact that they don't use chapstick Or you don't like the deodorant that they use. And it is always going to be something. Stop picking apart these little things and start enjoying the person that you decided to commit to for the eight months at this point. That you're either going to love who they are or you're not. And if you're not going to love them, that is completely okay. You can be that person that doesn't enjoy that. But give them the opportunity to find the person who is okay with it. And And that's just how I feel about the situation. So...
1: Well, and, and to the person who wrote this, if you're listening uh, right now, I would invite you to rephrase this question and sit with it when it's phrased this way uh, and see how you feel, which is, you don't like what this person sounds like when they are at their happiest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's very. Woo, that's very interesting. Um, so with that, we are going to take a quick break. But again, send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. And Tony and I will answer your questions on the next episode.
1: Looking for your next
0: favorite podcast? One that will teach you how to make millions with Bitcoin, help you lose those extra stubborn pounds, or make your spine tingle with a murder mystery. Stop searching and let Pottable do the work. Potable is the only podcast player that learns what you love and recommends podcasts just for you. Import your favorites automatically and instantly discover new ones. Find your next favorite podcast today by visiting us at potable.co or download our app in the iOS App Store. That's Potable, P-O-D-I-B-L-E, and discover your story. All right, friends, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter,
1: and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and tell all your friends.
0: You can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like for us to address on the show. Finally, if you're in the New York City area, please don't forget to join our meetup group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember, don't shit a brick.